Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. During Jesus' earthly ministry, he taught and demonstrated the kingdom of God on earth in this world damaged by evil. The kingdom of God is God's right to rule and reign over evil, the consequences of evil, and most importantly, the hearts and minds of all humanity. And God's saving purpose planned before the beginning of time is to gather together in one all things in Jesus under his rule and reign. And as a result, God is restoring peace and harmony to the universe, bringing the kingdom of heaven here on earth into this world damaged by evil. And that began when Jesus came in flesh and blood and walked the earth as a man. He demonstrated the kingdom of God, a place where evil is totally eradicated and peace and harmony is restored to all creation. And the fulfillment of that plan and purpose will be seen as a reality when Jesus returns. The earth strives for restoration of harmony and equilibrium. The waves of the ocean are continually trying to bring equilibrium back, trying to restore harmony, harmony that the first man and woman disturbed by giving power to evil and giving it access into God's perfect world. All creation groans for humanity to come to their place of oneness and intimacy with the divine. Out of God's great love, he gives every disciple a part in his mission plan to reconcile, restore, renew all things to himself. And Jesus gives his authority to his disciples so that as they journey through this life, by his spirit, they are witnesses of him, of who he is, what he's done and will do. Before the resurrected Jesus ascended into heaven, he promised his disciples that they would receive power to be his witnesses. They would be totally immersed in his identity, in his truth and in his power. As they receive his spirit, the living waters continually flowing upon them, in them and through them. The power of Jesus Christ is a surging, rushing, relentless river of new life. It is, as you would imagine in the natural, the gushing, flowing river, continually flowing. So it is the living waters from heaven, continually outpouring from heaven, from the throne of God down to humanity. All who are willing to receive. We simply surrender and receive. We come into his presence each day and be still and know that he is God. The power of Jesus Christ, the resurrection power being an active force in our everyday lives to be witnesses of who he is, what he's done and will do. And today as we celebrate the festival of Pentecost, I want us to go back to the time when Jesus had ascended into heaven to the first Pentecost after he had ascended into heaven. In the New Testament, the festival of Pentecost was about identity, power, authority, inheritance, freedom and celebration for all eternity. 
In the book of Acts, in chapter 2, the disciples of Jesus have come together for the festival of Pentecost. Jesus told them to wait, to wait until they receive power from on high, to be his witnesses, to be effective witnesses of who he is, what he's done and will do. And as they gather together, they wait. So let us read Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now it's important to understand that this is a time of the beginning of the early church. Now when we receive Jesus in this day and age, we receive his Spirit. But this is talking about a continual filling, a continual soaking, a continual revelation of who Jesus is, what he's done and will do. And I like what the writer said. He said, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, remembering that this first Pentecost after Jesus had ascended was for all eternity. Now the first action word in this passage of scripture is filled. It's an action word. It's an action of the Holy Spirit and means to be soaked in the continual state of being filled, being immersed in his spirit or in his living waters, whichever way you want to use the term, or his presence. It's being continually soaked in his presence. Now remember that God is continually outpouring his spirit from heaven. It's a matter of us positioning ourselves to receive. It's a simple matter of surrender of heart and mind and receiving. The purpose of the continual action of filling by his spirit, the spirit of God, his presence, the spirit of Christ, is to be witnesses of Jesus. Therefore, their first response was that they were given the power to speak in other tongues to communicate the praise and testimony of who God is and all he has done. Now in this instance, we're not talking about the gift of speaking in tongues of heavenly tongues of angels. In the first Pentecost, when Jesus ascended into heaven, they spoke in tongues of earthly languages so that those that were witnessing the event could understand the words they were saying, could understand the testimony of Jesus, and they could testify themselves of the miracle that had occurred. There is a gift of speaking in tongues as a heavenly language, and the Apostle Paul talks much about this, and this is very much a gift of personal edification. But this instance on the first day of Pentecost was all about being a witness, a powerful witness of the living God, that he is alive, resurrected and ascended into heaven. So they spoke in languages of those that were gathered around could understand. 
Acts chapter 2 verse 11 reveals this fact. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Pentecost was the gift of the tongues of humanity for the purpose of witness. Now the expression of being filled with the Spirit has been misused many times. As I said, we receive the Holy Spirit when we receive Jesus. We have his Holy Spirit within. We are sealed with his Spirit. We have his identity. We have his Spirit. Now the filling of the Holy Spirit is a continual experience of his Spirit, a continual experience of his presence receiving from him. It's upon, around, and flows within. It is a flowing, continual experience from the throne of God through us to others. Luke uses the expression to be filled with the Holy Spirit eight times in his writings. And you can read these in your own time. In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2 verse 4, Acts chapter 4 verse 8, Acts chapter 4 verse 31, Acts chapter 9 verse 17, and Acts chapter 13 verse 9. Luke chapter 1 verse 15, Luke chapter 1 verse 41, and Luke chapter 1 verse 67. He uses the exact same Greek word which has been translated filled. And in every case of the filling that Luke has included in his writings, the person is enabled to be a powerful witness, testifying, speaking or preaching of Jesus and the kingdom of God. The miracles testify that Jesus is alive. His miracles and his restoration and his healing reflect the perfect harmony of what the kingdom of God looks like, even in this world damaged by evil. God reveals himself according to the need of the person and he is revealing himself to a damaged, hurting, dying humanity. He is revealing himself in healing, in deliverance and life in this dark world. The filling of the Spirit is directly related to the prophetic ministry of the church as a witness of Jesus. In the revelation or explanation of the truth of God's word, we, the church, the universal church, are here on earth to be a witness of Jesus, to testify of who he is, what he's done and will do, so that the world may know him, so that they may open their hearts and minds and receive his healing, his restoration, his peace and his harmony, his deliverance, everything of who he is and what he's done and will do. It is the experience of the living God being immersed in his presence in body, mind and spirit is the term filled with the spirit. It is a continual action. It's not an action by us. Our action is to surrender and receive. It is a continual action of the spirit of God working in us, through us, upon us, around us, going deep in our hearts. The spirit of Christ is to reach all nations with the truth of who he is. Our immediate circle of influence, our families, friends, workplace, our everyday encounters wherever we go, we carry the presence of God. And as we come into his presence and be still and know that he is God, 
and be continually immersed in his presence and filled with his truth and his love and his power more and more each day. We are a more powerful witness of who he is and what he's done and will do. Peter in chapter 2 testifies and confirms that Joel prophesied that the Spirit would come and God would pour it out on all flesh. Jesus fulfilled the promise when he sent the Spirit. Jesus could not have sent his Spirit unless he was alive and he could not have sent his Spirit unless he had ascended into heaven as the risen King. From the Father, through Jesus, upon and in and through us, May we each day continually experience the living waters, the flowing gush of power, of truth and of love, of his spirit as he continually pours it out on all flesh. The result of the experience of the disciples of Jesus as they gathered in the first day of Pentecost after Jesus ascended into heaven was uncontrollable adoration for the living God. It's the transforming power of the Holy Spirit that defines the life and character of God's people. The law of Moses does not define God's people. The law of Moses defined the perfection and holiness of the living God. And the law of Moses actually revealed humanity's imperfections. The filling of the living waters is a continual experience and is always available to us. But our realisation of it, the realisation of God's presence and the spirit that is pouring out, depends upon our cooperation. When we come into God's presence, wherever that is, because God's presence is everywhere, and we just surrender our heart and mind and turn our eyes to Jesus and just receive from him, Worship him for who he is, what he's done and will do. We receive a continual infilling of his spirit. The heart-mind condition of surrender is very closely linked to the experience of the living God, the experience of being filled continually, the experience of receiving continually what God is continually outpouring. And the Apostle Paul had a great revelation of this and he writes in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ submitting to one another in the fear of God. The Apostle Paul links both the surrender, which is submitting, surrender of the desire of power and control, surrender of selfish desires and ambitions, and we come into his presence, drinking daily the living waters. The transforming power of the Holy Spirit continues to outpour upon us, in us and through us, and changes our selfish desires, and our desires become one with God's desires. And a natural response is praise and worship of the living God, testifying powerfully of who he is and what he's done and will do. 
So in the first Pentecost, after Jesus ascended on high, they heard, they saw, they spoke. God opens our ears, giving us new ways to hear his truth. God opens our eyes, giving us new ways to see his glory, his vision, his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And God opens our mouth, giving us new ways to speak, his words, his will, his love story to all people. We simply be willing, which is what submitting is, surrender is. It's a giving over of our selfish desires of power and control. It's giving over our self-will. It's simply being willing to let God fill us, let God pour out upon us, in us and through us, have his way in us, transforming us from the inside out. God wants to reveal himself to us so that the world may know him. God wants us to be powerful witnesses of who he is, true witnesses of the good, good father and Jesus Christ whom you sent. He will open our ears, give us new ways to hear his truth. We will hear his voice more and more each day. We will know his heart's desire and his unconditional love. And God opens our eyes. He gives us new ways to see his glory, his vision, his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And God opens our mouth. He wants us to testify of who he is and what he's done and will do. He gives us new ways to speak. He gives us his words, his will. His love story that we can share to all people through what he's doing in and through our own hearts and minds. The first Pentecost after Jesus ascended into heaven, they heard, they saw, they spoke. Praise his mighty name. And right now, let us just focus on him. Be gathered together with one accord to receive from him more of who he is, what he's done and will do. To hear his voice. To see his truth. And to speak of his wonders. Just surrender to him right now and say, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing to receive more of you. I surrender to your will, Father. I know that's your will. Just fill me afresh as you're pouring out your spirit on all flesh. I simply receive more of you right now. And be still and know that you are God. Open my ears, open my eyes, open my mouth, in Jesus' name. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed, in Jesus' name.